Hello and welcome to The Bright Side here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I am Joel Hunter and I'm here with my dad, Joel Hunter. Hello, Pop. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's been a great week. That's good. I I'm doing good too. Good. I'm doing I'm, I'm my energy level, morale high. Uh, hi. Everything's good. To the moon, you could say. <laughs> All the way to the moon. Why would you say that? Well, not a lot of people know this, but today, July 20th, is Moon Day. <laughs> Which, and, and we are talking about the noun, not the verb, right? Uh, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. The, the, they probably don't even do that anymore. When I, in my day, that was a big, that was a big deal. Mooning people? Yeah, yes. I don't know. I think, uh, I think if you have a... Uh, I think if you have small children, they they still practice mooning quite a bit, quite a bit. Matter of fact, today specifically, uh, I was trying to get Lena dressed, and she was just like, "Hi, me, hi, me," and uh, so it's still it's still. No- you remember when you used to have? Uh, now, for those listening, he did not buy this because this would this isn't uh, that wouldn't be somebody who. Uh, Who's the star of the bright side, like my dad? <laughs> but uh, he he got as a gift a prank gift. I don't know who got it for him, but a little guy that sticks to your window of your oh car. Oh my goodness, I you, do remember. Press the little air bladder thing, and the guy pulls his pants down. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he's called a Mooney. Uh, he never he never put I it up just... in his car, <laughs> but but boy, I had hours of fun with that. Just yeah, being not, like not uh-huh. something not something you want your pastor to drive around. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> with a plastic guy mooning people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's more of a youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You, you got that in a goatee and you can just drive to any church and they'll be like, you're hired. <laughs> you can be our youth pastor. So today, uh, yeah, the the noun moon day, specifically our moon, Earth's moon, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of moons out there. There are. I mean, Jupiter's got like 17. <laughs> what's, what's with Jupiter? <laughs> what's with Jupiter's moons? Uh, so we just have one moon uh, the moon. I don't think it has a name besides that. Uh, since it was the first one, it gets like the title name. Uh, and uh, but today, in 1969, was the day that the that the first successful manned mission to the moon. That was Apollo 11. 11. 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then they flew to the moon, which takes forever. Like they, you know, they're in a rocket ship. But I remember I watched some documentary on that, and it was like 72 hours. Just flying through space to get to the moon. I know. And they kept saying, are we there yet? Yeah. Are we there yet? yeah. And they're like, Michael Collins, just stop asking. <laughs> Jeez. Don't make me come back there. <laughs> That's right. I will turn this ship back to Earth. <laughs> it was, but this is a long time because the moon is, uh, this is one of those useless fun facts I learned a long time ago. It's about 240,000 miles away. Um, which even if you're going really fast, that's a long drive. <laughs> that's a long. I mean, drive. it's a, it's a really long drive, um, and it's you know it's relatively large. The the a map of the continental United States would just fit nice and even across the surface of the moon. So it's a big, big, big thing. It looks small because it's so far away. Uh, but I think that as they got closer, they're like, well, we're not going to miss that. It's, this, <laughs> it's the size of the U.S. We can, we can, we can at least land it within a, the size of a country. Uh, and then they, and then they landed. And then I don't know how they decided who got to jump out first. I don't know I if think they it was, the coin. It was, uh, no, I think it was pre, predetermined that <clears throat> Neil and Buzz would uh, get out first. Yeah. And, uh, and then. <clears throat> I, Norm Macdonald, he does a couple of bits about the, he's, he's this comedian. Um, and he, he does this a couple of bits about the moon, but one of them is he's talking about the first mission. There's three people and, 
you know, uh, Buzz Aldrin got to go out there and then Neil Armstrong or Neil Armstrong, I guess. And then Buzz Aldrin, uh, he's like, he's like, but Michael Collins, he just had to stay on the ship. And they were like, no, no, it'll be better. We, uh, we wish we didn't even have to go out there. And he said, he's just sitting in the ship being like, I don't know. That seemed like they did want to go. And he's like, and then he looks out the window and he's like, are they, are they playing golf out there? <laughs> and I do think, I do think that's gotta be, uh, I, I, I'm sure everybody was okay with their role in it, but that would be, that would be really challenging. And that other bit you shared with me about the, the people who walked on the moon. Oh yeah. Who remained totally yeah. anonymous. Yeah. He talks There's, there have been 12 in all, and we only yeah. know like three names. He says, he's like, have you ever heard of Harrison Schmidt? And <laughs> no one has. And he's like, he walked on the moon. He's going to be like, what else do I got to do to get famous? And, uh, that's accurate. Especially in a, in a, in a time where like that, that new story, uh, just is, it just came out not too long ago about how Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, uh, in, in this, uh, or, well, she's Jenner, right? Not Kardashian, whatever. Yeah. I, I think know. she's, yeah. yeah. yeah and that makes wrong, me re- wrong respect, generation. respect you more. I have no idea yeah. who you're talking about. So Kim Kardashian became very famous and her, then they had this show and then Kylie Jenner, who was born just into fame. Like she was, I don't know, in a, a elementary school age, maybe when that show first came out. Um, she is now uh, 20 years old and almost a billionaire by just leveraging Holy cow. And they, it was, she was, it was on the cover of like fortune magazine or something. And it was this idea of the, the, the culture of, of, of leveraging fame and, and how people, uh, are able to do that. Uh, I can't remember how I got to that. Oh, by who's famous and who's not. Yeah. yeah. So Kylie Jenner, very famous, almost billionaire. I think she's got $900 million. Harrison Schmidt. <laughs> the guy if, walked on the moon. If you're listening, we respect you. <laughs> That's right. Because as Norm MacDonald said, there's not a lot of people who can be like, yeah, hey, where's the moon? Oh, right down there beneath my feet. And uh, that's true. Not a lot of people. Uh, and then there's a there's some people that think that the moon landing didn't happen. Never I mean, happened. Filmed uh, in Nevada or something. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, uh, it's not a small group i mean relative to the whole population it's it's small group of people but there's a lot of people who think that the uh, the, the moon landing was uh was faked uh joe rogan who's actually really um he has a podcast uh, almost as successful as our own you know the bright side yeah. is a podcast uh this <laughs> show you're right. listening to you can you can find it on itunes uh joe rogan has uh somewhere in the range of uh i i want to say uh, 30 million subscribers, I would guess. Um, and if you want to be our, our 29th subscriber, <laughs> <laughs> we welcome, Go subscribe. welcome aboard. Uh, but Joe Rogan, uh, he was, he was kind of a famously, a, a, a moon landing denialist. And, uh, and then respect to him, he, he examined the evidence a lot and then came to the conclusion of like, nope, this is, this is legit. Oh, be- uh, cause there's a couple different things that make <clears throat> it so that, uh, it's, it's very hard to, uh, to, to continue to believe that that didn't really happen. Uh, that said, it's pretty rare. I mean, this, it's, yeah. uh, um, we were talking about that earlier that you, you were saying there's a kind of a psychology to conspiracy. Well, theory. Our, our research, our Crichton research department, Crichton, um, our research team, my mom <laughs> get better. She broke her ankle on our vacation, but, yeah. uh, she's, she's tough. She'll she's, get better. She's healing up. Yeah. It'll grow back stronger. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be ankle three times stronger. That's right. Yeah. Three times bigger than the other ankle. But, <laughs> but she, she, uh, kind of went into the psychology of conspiracy theories, uh, and, and why people, you know, what they have in common, these conspiracy uh, theorists. Um, and, and there are several, um, several 
parts of one's personality that that makes you more likely to believe in conspiracies. <clears throat> one is a real suspicion of authority. Hmm. Um, and so if, if somebody in authority says something, you're automatically going to to doubt it, um, or, or, you know, be, <clears throat> um, somewhat cynical. That explains the, the common refrain among conspiracy theorists of that, uh, wake up sheeple. Have you heard that? That's what no. they, that's what they say. Wake up sheeple. Oh, sheeple. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it took me a minute. It's, it's clever. That's what they say. So, uh, but yeah, and it seems like one of those deals that's a, a good thing like most most bad stuff, it's a good thing taken too far. You know, it's 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 exactly. good to not accept everything whole hog. Exactly. But yeah, we should be a little bit skeptical. But but in in uh, due respect to your friend Joe Rogan, um, there the other one is the re- rejection of science. Hmm. Um, and 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 part of that is, um, and or, or the third one is that the world seems so unstable that. They think if there is a conspiracy or somebody kind of in charge who is working things, at least that makes sense. Oh, it's it's almost a way to have control because there's not so much chaos. This exactly, couldn't have, things couldn't be as random as they exactly. seem. Exactly. Yeah, that that uh, that actually does make sense. There'd be a psychology of, of comfort there. Um, the uh, we have to go to this break, uh, but today's episode. Uh, not just the moon is it that we're going to cover. Uh, so many things. This this so, episode we've entitled it. Things about life everyone should learn. And uh, we're going to learn more of those things when we come back from this break. Welcome back to The Bright Side with Joel Hunter and Joel Hunter, a father and son who want to help you help others. Yes, sir. That's Maybe that's our new tagline. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, a father and son. Now, it's, it doesn't have enough ring to it. Yeah. Anyway, this show is The Bright Side, though, and it's a show about- <laughs> Two <help>. bright people <laughs> who are- No. Who have four sides, front and back, and then the right and left side. I, <laughs> it's going downhill. Quick, get to the subject what, matter. What's our subject? I'll tell you what, we're not masters of improv. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> um, so this, uh, this, this show today specifically was- uh, it's it's about things about life that everyone should learn. Uh, last segment, we were paying homage to the moon because it is moon day. July 20th is moon day when uh, Apollo 11 took off. And uh, and uh, so I feel like we've really covered the moon quite a bit now. And we can move on to stuff that everyone should learn. You told us a little bit about the psychology behind conspiracy theories and, and all that. Um, but as you were uh, um, combing your own your own vast archives of wisdom and uh, and and going through the what the research team found for us. Uh, what were what were some of the things that uh, that you, you, you there was some list that you had sent me and it, one of them was like the two places people come from fear or love or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, what what <clears throat> what do you think of that? I mean, that one specifically, actually, the fear versus love. Do you, do you feel like that's true that everyone you talk to has one of the, one of those two motives? I do. I think I think. You know, in a program like this, where we are giving people practical ways to help others, <clears throat> those that can very quickly turn into a list that makes you feel guilty, um, unless you know the underlying reason why you're doing everything um, and how um, this is a part of who you are and why you were put here and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so to have a show talking about what everybody should know, what everybody should learn, uh, kind of takes you to a deeper level. And one of those is your worldview. 
Um, and you can either have one of the one of these lists that that uh, uh, we came up with was <clears throat> you have one of two predominant worldviews. Um, either um, you come from a place of fear and you you think it's all about competition and survival, <clears throat> in which case your world's going to be a pretty crappy place mm-hmm. because you're always under attack and you're always you know everything you do is probably not good enough in your own mind or the other, and this is, you know, comes straight from Scripture, um, it, you can come at it as the world was meant to be a place of love mm. where you help each other out, in which case um, you're going to see abundance, you're going to be more generous, and your life is going to be better. Huh. Is that is that in the same vein as, you know, they, people talk about uh, the opposite of, of love isn't hate, the opposite of love is... Uh, Apathy. Apathy, yeah. Apathy exactly. Um, and so, you know, I feel like, you know, what's interesting is these worldviews, this uh, one of one of apathy where where it's uh, you, you're you not caring enough about what's going on around you to to, to care one way or the other. It, it fits into that. You always talk about the if you have influence, there's three ways that you can use your influence. Uh, and it's either going to be to uh, uh, so not what, what's not suppressed. No, what's the word? Exploit. Uh, exploit. Yeah. Exploit other people, which is what you have to do. If you're in a, a fear based worldview, uh, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to do everything you can to be the one who has the largest gold and ammo reserves and, right. and, uh, and, and use other people for your own gain because you, you fear losing your place without that. And then you talk about, you can use your resources to cut yourself off from other people, which is that, that, world of apathy where people exactly. just don't care one way or the other. And then, uh, or you can use it to help other people, yeah. which is that, that worldview of, of love. And it's, it's just, I feel like it's easy to, it's one of those things where people really do a pretty good job outside of really skilled sociopaths. Uh, people do a good job, whether they want to or not of, of wearing their true colors uh, on the outside of, of whether they're coming from a place of fear or a place of, of love. I mean, even just driving in traffic, you can tell, you can tell the difference of yeah. some, of someone's worldview. If they, if you accidentally have to merge into their lane and, uh, and you do that, I'm sorry, wave where you wave your hands above your head, like, yeah. uh, and, uh, somebody who just waves back and, you know, tells you it's okay versus the person who chases you for the next mile. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, there's a there's a difference in, in how you approach everything. And I always feel sorry for the person who's chasing me. <laughs> this has happened a couple of times to us all. Um, and I just think, gosh, that guy's going to have a miserable life. He's yeah. just so mad. And the person that just waves goes, you know, everybody, you know, I understand. Um, one of those things that everybody should learn on this list is to forgive because you're gonna you're gonna suffer inju- injustice. This is part of life. Mm-hmm. You know, people are gonna, you know hurt you or not, you know, not mean to, but it happens. And you either carry that around, which makes you the prisoner, mm-hmm. or you just go, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that control my life. I'm just going to forgive the person. I'm going to go on. Um, I'm going to own up to my own mistakes, yeah. which is another way of just getting them behind you. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, but you don't live in it. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's really, <clears throat> there's, there's, we're, we're evolutionarily disadvantaged, uh, as we start, you know, until, until you kind of gain some wisdom and gain some experience, uh, because there is this limbic part of your brain, uh, that when you were being pursued or attacked, uh, it was in your survival's best interest that your blood pressure rise, that you're a bunch of blood flood to all your muscles because, uh, things were about to go down. You're either going to have to run away or fight that, 
willed the beast, whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, and so now we, we now live lives where our survival does not depend on our ability to fight our way out of situations. And so it takes being more evolved, you know, it takes, it takes actually yeah. um, being more of a, of a human than just a mammal, you know, to respond to those things. Right. Um, and uh, it, so it takes a little bit of time to get there. One of those things on that list that I thought was really interesting was that idea that um, is, this goes with taking too much, taking time to learn something. It's that you're, you're never too uh, young or more commonly the complaint is never, you're never too old uh, to use as, as an excuse to, to do something new, to try to master something new, right. to try to learn something right. new. Right, right, right. Uh, because the, um, there's that one saying of the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago, but the second best time is today. You know, it's, uh, mm. it, and, and that, uh, that's really, really true. I'm actually, I've just, I'm listening through it for the second time in a row now, this book called uh, Own the Day, Own Your Life by this guy, Aubrey Marcus, who he was almost 30. He was right, he was about to turn 30. And uh, he just, er, just kind of, everything's kind of spun out of control. He, what he ate and what he did with it, he was just, he was just generally unsatisfied with his life. And he just made this decision of, I'm going to research this stuff relentlessly. And then from there, I mean, so at age 30, when most people would be like, nah, you're kind of set in your ways at that point. He, he just changed everything around and now runs this really successful uh, you know, supplement company. And this book is really brilliant. I mean, it's really, really interesting. But it, it reminded me of that, you know, the people that, that uh, uh, start things later because they don't really use it as an excuse. Well, the, the thing that on these lists is that strikes me is that every one of them says, <clears throat> you're still in control of your life. Um, so find something you're passionate about because you, you can't ever succeed without passion. Um, and seek freedom and opportunity rather than job security. Hmm. <clears throat> um, and all of these fall in love as many times as you can. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not you know with as many women, but but never just give up on love. You know, because we're motivated by love, hmm. um, and and it doesn't always has to be have to be the romantic type. Um, but um, <clears throat> um, part of the fascinating fascination with these lists. And, and I think as we go on, we'll talk about the difference between those who were over a hundred years old mm -hmm. and the lists of things that you ought to learn before you're 30. Yeah. <clears throat> but part of the, the, the commonality of the list were all of them were so vibrant. And so I, I still can determine how my life goes. Yeah. And that, and that goes along with uh, this idea of, you know, you have, your life, your life can either happen to you where you're, it's dead time, uh, or a live time. And, and, uh, I'm stealing that from Aubrey Marcus's book, but he mm. talks about that, how you mm. can, you can be this passive participant, uh, not even participant, this passive re receiver of what's happening in your life. And, uh, traffic is something that's happening to you. And the fact that there's nothing good on TV is happening to you, or you can be, you have this alive time where you really are in charge. You can, you can, you can find things to do that are you're passionate about and that help others, which are the things that make you more yeah. alive, you know, and it doesn't, it's not like a, you don't have to be a really unique specific type of person. Like everyone's got something that, you know, motivates them. And, uh, and everyone there's, it's very hard to find someone who, when they're helping other people, doesn't really like it, you know, that they don't, they're yeah. like, yeah, I, sh I should do this all the time. <laughs> so um, we're going to uh, come back after this break and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what hundred year old folks 
uh, who, by all measures, should be very wise. They should be very what, wise. What their advice was on how to live your best life. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the bright side here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Beat pause. Because this is professional radio. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I am here with my father, Joel Hunter. Uh, I'm also Joel Hunter. That's that's uh, both of our names. And this show is a show about helping you help others. Uh, and uh, today's topic is a fun one because it's just kind of uh, things about life that everyone should learn. And uh, we were we were talking in the last segment about some of the some of the stuff that makes every day a little bit better uh, because it's your worldview can either be one of love or of fear. And we were talking through uh, the idea that uh, forgiveness is something that's not like, it's not even necessarily a gift to the people you're forgiving. It's something that, you know, lets your, lets you, it's a gift to yourself, you know, yeah. to let stuff go. Um, uh, but then when we were thinking through this, we thought, well, who would know the most about all the years of life? And then we said, well, hundred year olds, of course, because uh, they, uh, they've been around a hundred years. That's right. And, uh, and so what, what were some of the things that they had to say, Pop? Well, first of all, underlying all of this <clears throat> is a sense of not just um, respect, but reputation uh, that is built by consistent action. I remember um, I was talking with my friend, my old, he's now gone to be with the Lord, but Philip Crosby, who was a... Um, that guy was the man. He was a, in yeah. quality management. He was one of the greatest voices in the U.S., um, and just wrote like 20-some books and, and uh, flew all over the world uh, talking about what it meant to, for businesses to be successful. And, and one day he just said, I said, so what, how, how do you get to be successful? He said two things. There's just two things, be useful and reliable. Hmm. And I've never forgotten that, useful and reliable. He said the whole world runs around trying to, you know, outdo each other and all of that kind of stuff. But I have found that if you are a person of good reputation because you have kept your word um, <clears throat> and you have been of use to other people um, and people could depend on you, you will rise to the top in any profession. That's fascinating because it's, it's absolutely true. Like while you were saying that, I was thinking through the people at Hunter Vision who uh, have made themselves the most indispensable uh, you know, just from the moment they got there, it just, it only became increasingly, boy, we don't know what we do without this person. But that's those two qualities of useful and reliable. Yeah. I mean, are just, it's because it's hard to find people that really, uh, you know, are, are a, a 10 out of 10 in both of those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for instance, I'm, I'm relatively useful and maybe a nine out of 10 unreliable. Uh, Good enough. Yeah. That'll get you through. That's, that's right. I'll, I, might, I might be late, but only by 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, some of the other things that they talked about were these 100-year-olds who have lived a very long time. Um, one of them was be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. Um, <clears throat> again, I remember, I think I said this before, being a very young pastor, being very insecure and trying to imitate, <laughs> although badly, not literally trying to imitate, but just have in my mind while I preached, Billy Graham. <laughs> and, and this old attorney who used to sit <laughs> in, so this great. is my first church. I have not heard this. Oh, That's yeah. So great. This yeah. is my first church, this old attorney. It was only about five feet, two inches tall. He looked like the guy on Monopoly. He had this balding <laughs> head with this big handlebar mustache. <clears throat> he would come in and always sit 
in the on the left hand side, third third pew from the front, and he would continually, because he was really old by this time, doze off during my sermons. You know, and I thought, well, he's just sleeping, and I'm going to try and keep him awake and all that kind of stuff. And he, and he was <laughs> he was the bar by which I set my excitement level. Anyhow, one time he came out of church, you know, and how you you pass by the preacher and everybody says nice sermon and all that kind of stuff, but this guy. He was, uh, he was very smart, and he just looked at me one day, and he said, you know, if God would have wanted two Billy Grahams, he'd have made two Billy Grahams. Why don't you preach like you? And I've never forgotten <laughs> wow. that. that is, I have never forgotten that's that. That's really, really—I've never heard that story. Oh, yeah. That's really, really interesting and, and really solid. Isn't it? And it's, it's funny how there are people that just naturally carry enough weight and wisdom that you're like— uh, that that hurt my feelings, but I'm going to learn from what you from what you said. And it got echoed by um, my niece and your great niece, or my great niece and your cousin, or whatever. Um, um, Jesse on vacation, where she just go, she kept going, she kept saying, "You be you, you be you." That's that's the big saying these oh, days really? with that's... young people. Yeah, oh. you be you, you oh. be you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's really, really funny. Well, kudos to you though, because I mean, that, that's one of the things that makes, uh, makes it, well, makes you great or, or makes you, uh, average or miserable is, is whether you can actually take useful advice out of stuff people are, are telling you, yeah. you know? And so the fact that you actually did change, cause I'd have been like, well, that's an interesting take you have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to ignore your advice. That's another, yeah. you know, this is another one. The hundred year olds, this is this was their advice, you know, for something you need to learn. They said, laugh, hmm. laugh all the time. I remember dating this. this not, not all the time. Well, you know. <laughs> you'll seem super, <laughs> laugh a lot. Super crazy. <laughs> But hey, everybody, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you say your dog died? <laughs> no, you're, good point. But laugh a lot. But laugh a lot, yeah. Uh, that, that's good advice. I remember dating this one girl in high school, and um, to our research department who's listening, she meant nothing to me. Yeah, but a real uggo. <laughs> no, but she was a very nice girl, and we used to go watch um, TV at her house, and her dad w- was— just one of the greatest laughers. And, and whether we were watching the Dick Van Dyke show or some other kind of, this guy thought these shows were the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. And he would laugh until he cried, every one. And I thought, I, I kind of want to be like that you when I grow what? up. You have achieved it too. And it's, it's one, of the, one of the things that is so fun about um, you. And, and, if, and if you're listening, this is the bright side. This, I'm, I'm Joel Hunter and I'm here with my dad, Joel Hunter. Uh, I would advise if you have anyone in your life that you can remember, like, man, I watched a movie with that guy and they laughed so hard the entire time that they cried. <laughs> Reconnect with that person. That's right. It's really good to have someone in your life that laughs that hard. I, I watched uh, the beginning of one of the Despicable Me movies with my dad and... <laughs> I have never seen anyone laugh that hard. I maybe ever, and and it made and I so I thought the beginning of that movie was so funny. I mean, my face hurt. I was crying, and then I watched it again like a year later without him, and I was like, "Well, this is entertaining." Uh, and there's 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 value in laughing a lot. Uh, for for one, it's just very very contagious. Yeah. So, uh, but that's uh, that's interesting that hundred year old people would talk about that too. That they remember that they do. And and here's something else to say: travel. Travel, Don. <clears throat> yeah, you got you, you got you got some years left. Yeah, 
I, do you feel like there's? Do you feel like that some people uh, like to travel and some people aren't travelers? Or do you I think do. that's an excuse? No, I, I I do think that there there are a lot of people who love their life. They love routine, uh, and I do too. <clears throat> but when um, periodically I've had to travel, um, I've always come back knowing more and being more interested in the rest of the world. Yeah. It just makes the world more engaging. Yeah, that's that's true because I uh, I do not enjoy traveling very much. Uh, but the times that I've gone, the only times I've gone abroad are, are to South Africa and Guatemala. I think that's really it. Um, but both trips when I when I came back, it's just very. It, you really do uh, have a, a wider worldview, uh, and and it's uh, uh, it's it's made me wonder if those those, uh, those kids that uh, that I'm like. Oh, that hippie, uh, the guy that just uh, gets a backpack and uh, backpacks around Europe after college. Maybe uh, maybe some wisdom to Actually uh, might have something there. Yeah, because uh, I, I was always just like, get a job, long hair. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it turns out maybe I have something to learn. <laughs> yes, could be. <laughs> From the old man on the mountain. That and that was, another, that was another one. Be humble because bravado does not sell like humility. It, it doesn't impress like humility. That is solid advice, mm-hmm. solid advice. And it uh, uh, bravado has far more capability to humiliate you than humility. <laughs> I, I speak from experience. <laughs> We're going to talk more about ways uh, to make your life better, things everyone should know when we come back after this break. Welcome back to The Bright Side. This is a show about helping you help other people. And uh, the two people on it today are myself, I'm Joel Hunter, and also my dad. Hello. He's also Joel Hunter. Uh, this is the final segment. We've, wow. I, 40 minutes. Don't they go by in a blink? That might be my new intro every time on the fourth segment. That is uh, that is the Anthony Hopkins character whose name I can't remember from Meet Joe Black. Yeah. Uh, but today's episode is uh, is something that uh, Anthony Hopkins character during that speech at his sixty fifth birthday, sixty five years. Don't they go by in a blink? Uh, he could have talked about today's segment, which is just things that uh, everyone should know, everyone should learn. Uh, about life. Uh, there's, there's stuff that uh, is, is helpful information. On the one hand, if we did everything that we knew we were supposed to do, we'd be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, there are, there are things that are uh, good to be reintroduced, things that might make uh, things we know a little bit easier to yeah, do. Th- think of this as a reminder yeah. um, as you, it'll, it'll, it'll get you in a better place to help others. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with being uh, reminded you know, 50, 60 times before you, something clicks and you want to do it. One of the interesting things we've learned uh, with, with advertising stuff uh, is that when the people came in to talk to us about uh, LASIK, uh, they, they would be like, you want to buy uh, advertising signs and stuff uh, for billboards. And we we're like, no, we don't, we can't. We, we go to these uh, art shows and we set up a booth there. Uh, they said that the number of, Times somebody is is number of touches you have, the number of times they hear your name or what you do. Uh, there's this; it's an average. It was something like a year and a half or something of of people hearing it before they finally say, "Huh, I'm going to check that out." Really? Um, and it's and it has a lot more to do about the quantity of times they hear it yeah. rather than the yeah. than the quality of any specific laser light show you did in your advertisements. Yeah. 
uh, which I thought was interesting. And that's what they said about Hunter Vision, where we do LASIK and intraocular lens. No, I just kidding. That's it. <laughs> no, it's good. That's why we're here. That's what we did uh, for for uh, our our billboard that we never put up because I just insisted. I was like, now how large could you make my head? And they <laughs> they came back with some dimensions, and I was like, too small, too small. Uh, so <laughs> last segment, we talked about, uh, the things that, uh, folks that were in their hundreds uh, made it to a hundred years old, some advice they had about how to live your life in this segment. Uh, it is, uh, stuff that, uh, what is it? Things people should know before they're 30 before or something. Before they're 30. That's right. Yeah. Nicholas and, Cole wrote an article. Yeah. And, uh, there was some really, really good stuff in there. There was some good stuff. Uh, did you have any, did you have any, uh, favorites that you wanted to make sure <clears throat> to get? Oh, I know you were talking about exercise at the break. Exercise. As he always does. Yes. And <laughs> producer Tom, uh, gave us the famous Mickey Mantle uh, quote, if I'd have known I was going to live this long, I'd have taken better care of myself. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the 100-year-olds uh, said as well, that the younger you are, the more you take your body for granted. Um, but <clears throat> one of the things that this Nicholas Cole wrote is that your habits make or break you. Hmm. And so uh, to keep your body, I mean, even 15 minutes a day exercise, I was listening to a guy today who was a neuroscientist, um, um, and he talked about um, the things that mitigate the chances of dementia, um, including Alzheimer's. And he said, exercise, um, he said, first of all, if you have high blood pressure, you really need to take care of that. Um, you need to get that lowered because that really pushes the capillaries in your brain um, um, and, and can... Um, can initiate some sort of onslaught of uh, mm. a lessening capacity. But he, but he said, it's like 15 minutes a day for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. And so it's uh, in, uh, in that book, uh, back to, back to Aubrey Marcus, we could have called this show the Aubrey Marcus show. Cause I, <laughs> but he's, he, there's so many different things in that book that are, that are uh, relevant to this stuff that everybody should know. But he, the way he, uh, frames the fir that chapter. You don't know what the chapter is going to be about when it starts. And he said, what if I, what if I told you there was a pill uh, that could make you sleep better, uh, elevate your mood, make you have a body that looks the way that you want it to look, uh, make you live longer and make you live uh, healthier overall. Uh, and in, in, he listed a bunch of things. He's like, he's like, you would, you know, anyone would take it. You know, what if I told you it was free? Uh, and then, you know, and then he said that this is exercise. This is the number one wow. supplement that nobody, wow. that nobody wants to take. Um, and I think it's because we have it in our head as, um, am I going to go to the gym and just beat my body up for an hour? Or am I going to uh, relax after a long day? But it really does not have to be that stark of a no, difference, you know. No. I mean, the, the difference of just getting up and going for a walk after you eat your dinner, or the difference of you know doing something that's uh, an an outside activity, or at least a, an in motion activity in your house, is there's all of those things really do add up, and it's 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 those little those little in, little incremental things that ma make a difference over you time. Bet. You uh, bet. Which everyone everyone knows that, <laughs> but that's the reminder. Yeah. Here's here's the other thing you said that everybody knows, but again deserves a reminder. Um, your inner circle, the people you hang around with, that is that is your dream team, mm. and they will um, determine um, how you interpret life. If you hang around negative people, um, your dreams will die. Mm. You know, simply because that's the input you have. Um, but if you surround yourself with positive and driven people, your dreams will thrive. Um, and so, 
Um, I, I know sometimes it's, you know, we got who we got. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't choose your family, you know. But you can choose the people you choose, to you, who you listen to and who you don't listen to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's that's another thing that, that, that they wanted people to learn before they're 30, uh, that they can choose relationships that will keep them encouraged uh, encouraged and sustained in their in their pursuits. Yeah, and there's there is I feel like there is a a certain amount of of over overvaluing that people put, especially younger than the 30s. On I'm a I'm a realist. Uh, oftentimes that is a code word yeah. for um, I'm a I'm a butthead. That's what that that's what that means a lot <laughs> exactly. of times. Is, is because a realist is the very first person to say, uh, of course you can't accomplish that because there's 50 other people who are more talented and they all want the same thing. And they may not even, that's what's so sneaky about it. No one ever words it that way. Uh, Those people really have already cut themselves off from everyone. Um, It's the people that'll say, really, do you think, do you think so? Because here's what I was, and, and there's such a difference between that versus boy, that's exciting. You know, I mean, there's, there's such a difference between having somebody who's a cheerleader or somebody who really tries to help you keep your aspirations in check. You know, those are, well, those are different things. Here's the deal. There's a, there's a difference between what is majority and what is real. Hmm. Uh, what is minority is just as real as what is majority. I mean, people used to come up to your mom and say, you know, you guys just don't have a real marriage because you never fight. You always laugh. You're best friends. That's not real. And, and your mom would say, what reality do you want? Yeah, because what we have is real. Yeah, it's true, and and that's and that's part of what was always annoying to me on the on the inside because I you know I always saw you guys uh, behind the scenes, uh, BTS, uh, and <laughs> and it was uh, and it was absolutely zero difference. Uh, if anything, you guys are like a little more giddy and and goofy, uh, when, when, when you're not around other people. Um, and, uh, and, and the whole, we don't fight thing, like it, it's very accurate. And so I think that people uh, really do want to say something's not real. You know, that's the thing of, I'm a realist, you know, and I, I know, and it's, it's possible to do stuff that's really, really amazing, even if it, if it doesn't happen often. Uh, but you're right. It doesn't make it uh, less real. The one, uh, the one other that I wanted to make sure that we we got to because we're down to only having like two minutes left. Ah. Uh, I know. Don't think you'll buy it. And they, <laughs> they, the what he said was, uh, you know, everybody heard the phrase "you are what you eat," and you know, for your body being a temple and all that stuff, um, or synagogue, um, and. Uh, <laughs> What's the, what's the one? Or mosque. mosque. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> or and, church. Or church. Uh, or, yeah, that's right. Uh, so the uh, you are what you eat, but the idea of for your mind, you are what you read uh, mm-hmm. or you are what you watch. Yep. You are the entertainment. And so uh, just constant, you know, dopamine hits with trying to hit social media and everything. That's If that's all that you do, it's it's like living off of jelly beans. You know, there's not any, subs, you know, consistency or, or subsistence there to really sink your teeth into and, and to grow. Um, and so in conclusion, what we'd say is to read a good book next with people, next to people who are helping you dream big uh, and to then let everyone in in front of you in traffic. And that's all we have <laughs> for The Bright Side today. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on The Bright Side. 